0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, how you doing, everyone? I'm Russ Salzberg, and once again, I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. If you're a local sports fan in these parts, it doesn't get any better than this. No way, no sir, no ma'am. The Nets, the Knicks, the Rangers, the Devils, and the Islanders are all in the playoffs. As for how they're all going to do in the playoffs, that remains to be seen. So like I said, I want you all to listen up and get a load of this. Really, though, if you are a local sports fan, I mean, it's been a long time since it's been this good. And, you know, I just mentioned five teams in the playoffs, and let's not forget, we do have uh, our New York Yankees and New York Mets also in action, but I'm talking about the postseason here and now, really. And you know, it got started this past weekend. Uh, the Nick. The Knicks series with the Cavs. That, well, that, that game one was just a tremendous, exciting. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of the old school. And when I say old school, everybody's old school is a little different. I'm going back to the Pat Riley's teams, even with you know Patrick and and those guys. But but I'm going back you know, when it was tough defense and nail-biting and rock them, sock em, you know, whether it used to be the Knicks in the Miami Heat or whoever it was. But that game against the Cavs it's just tremendous, which, of course, you know, the Knicks took game one. But that game was not good. It, it was a tremendous—you you, you hear me use the phrase all the time, I've said it about football, I've said it about— Basketball, uh, hockey, whatever—it's the way it ought to be. That was great basketball, but it was great basketball for other reasons. Like, like, listen, Julius Randle—for wh- whatever the case may be—since he's been a uh, Nick, he's had terrific moments. He's also been the target of, of criticism. Some of it brought upon by himself. But here was a guy who's been nursing, you know, a high ankle injury, and he kept he stepped up big time. I mean, big time. I, I know we've got to talk about Jalen Brunson with his 27 and Josh Hart with his 17 points and 10 rebounds and the money shot of all money shots uh, after the uh, Cavs came back. But Julius Randle coming back from that injury, Gives them 33 minutes, 19 points, 10 rebounds, and a monster, a monster offensive rebound money on a table, which helps seal the deal. Just a tremendous, tremendous effort. Just a great, great performance by the Knicks. You know, you go on the road, and, you know, I don't view it as a, wow, a a, a colossal upset. I don't. I mean, they're two. You, listen, you're talking about the four and five. But when you go in, four and five seeds, but when you go into hostile territory in game one and everybody is revved up and the only people in the building liking you basically are yourselves and your teammates, uh, I got to tell you, they, great performance. And you know what? I thought they were going to blow it. You know, the, what the uh, Cavs at the end with that, what was it, a 9-0 stretch, big-time stretch, I thought they were going to take the game. But Hart with that big-time three, just a tremendous, a, a tremendous performance. Tremendous performance. So now, now you wait to see what happens in game two. You know, it it it's definitely going to be exciting. There's there's no two ways about that. It is going to be exciting. But what the you know, and I don't want to say the Knicks are playing with house money because that's a bunch of bullcrap. Because yeah, they you want to be able to get a split, okay? But the other team can come back to your building and just as easily do damage. I mean, Don, Donovan Mitchell is a monster. An absolute monster with his 38. So I don't expect, you know, uh, don't be looking, if you're Knicks fans, don't be looking past Tuesday night, game two. Do not be looking past that game. Because to me, even if the Knicks take that game, depending how they would take it, nothing is etched in stone here. As far as I'm concerned, they got a 1-0 advantage. That's what the number is. That's what it is. That's realistic. realistically, that's the number. Don't think of it any other way. But tough, gritty win. I mean, when Jalen Brunson got in uh, uh, early foul trouble early on, what, he played 11 minutes in the first? I mean, I thought, man, they're in trouble. I'll tell you something else about Jalen Brunson. Yeah. Folks, what the hell? And you've heard me because you know how I feel about the Mavericks, the whole thing with tanking and Kyrie Irving and all that crap, but the Dallas Mavericks let Jalen Brunson go to free agency. They let Jalen Brunson go. What's his contract like? Uh, I don't know, something like $100 million for four years or something like that? Jalen Brunson. And they go ahead and end up acquiring Kyrie Irving. Think about that. They go ahead and acquire Kyrie Irving. And And Mark Cuban, Mark Cuban says... Well, Kyrie Irving. No, we have all intentions that that's our priority to sign Kyrie Irving. Really? Now, if you're gonna sign Kyrie Irving, you you're talking about a guy that you're gonna sign in excess of like two hundred and fifty million dollars. Whatever the hell it is for a fight. I mean, think about that. In Jalen Brunson, they let a guy go who is an absolute, bona fide, rock solid, not just a player, but a leader, a captain, everything. A quarterback, a court general, everything. You let him go for nothing. You subsequently end up giving up players Spencer Dinwiddie and and Dorian Finney-Smith and whatever else uh, for plus now you got to resign Kyrie. Oh my God. That might be the blunder of all blunders. But hey, as far as I'm concerned, I'm happy about it because to me, uh, you know what would make me happy if the Dallas Mavericks and Mark Cuban, uh, they go 0-82 for a season. That's what would make me happy. But I guess I'm digressing here. I'm I'm just saying I thought it was tremendous. I thought it was a great effort by the Knicks. It's a very, very exciting time. A, a, an extremely, extremely exciting time. So good for the Knicks. They gave their fans something to get excited about. Now, let's talk about the Nets. You know, the Nets went into that game and, you know, they got smacked. They got smacked by the... Um, Seventy sixes, but you know they were in it for three quarters. What bothered me, what bothered me about that game, I felt, and everybody here knows how I feel about Jacques Vaughn. I mean, I love the guy, and, and listen, kudos to Mike Brown, who, who you know of the Kings, who was NBA Coach of the Year. I said I expected that, but. I thought, I said last week that Jacques Vaughn was my choice for coach of the year. And to me, he still is. Because he had to go through what nobody else went through. And he was playing with a team that, you know, uh, didn't have the quote-unquote superstar that the Sixers had, and certainly in Joel Embiid. But, you know, you've heard... Coach talked several times. Games are all about making adjustments. And the Nets did not make adjustments. Mikael Bridges, who I told you last week, folks, (laughs) I said, you know, I've said it almost since he's here, nobody, the Nets, nobody knew what kind of star they were getting in Mikel Bridges. He ended up with 30 points. He had 23 in the first half. But Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers gave the money quote of money quotes after the game. In talking about Bridges, he had the highway in the first half. In the second half, it was a traffic jam. He had 23 points in the first half, seven in the second half. Look, Sixers are a good team. They're the three seed for a reason. They're a very, very good team. Okay? A very, very good team. I I, I said if the Nets would win, it would be an upset. I'm not sitting here prepared to say it's over. Because things can very easily get flipped. But if you're going to flip the switch on what happened... Then you have to make adjustments. What drove me absolutely nuts, absolutely nuts in that game, the Sixers were killing the Nets from three point range. But they made 15, somebody, I saw the stats someplace, 15 uncontested, like wide open threes. If I tell you folks, To me, as I'm watching it, and I don't get into it that much where I'm screaming at the TV, but I'm like, what the hell are you doing? It was like the Sixers were playing a game of horse. Nobody was contesting them. They were wide open threes. Many of them were wide open guys standing by themselves. This is the NBA. This is the National Basketball Association. This ain't schoolyard. This ain't JCC. This ain't the CYO. This ain't the little sisters of the poor uh, little kids league. This is the NBA. If you give guys wide open shots, they're going to make those shots. You got to contest. This is, the game has changed. I don't particularly like it. It's a three-point league now. You cannot allow them to continually take three-point shots, one after another, after another, after another. It drove me nuts to watch. You can't do that. And that's what bothered me with that game. The fact that they lost, they lost. I've seen this team, this net team, bounce back time and time again. So I'm not saying all is lost. I mean, listen, they're up against a monster in the middle in Embiid. And, you know, I understand if if you worry about him, it, it opens up avenues for other people, bada-beep, bada-bop, bada-boop, and vice versa. But I'm sorry. Whatever you're doing, you can't allow that many open threes. It It was absurd to me. It was absurd to me. That many open threes. I, I, re, I, I felt that they were shooting by themselves. Really, when I say a game of horse, it was like they were practicing threes in practice. Loading up, let's see what we can do here. It just was bad. Now, I expect they'll make adjustments. Embiid is a load. I mean, James Harden, oh my goodness. James Harden looked like he was smack dab in the middle of his prime. James Harden was the guy, that's what the Nets wanted when they acquired him. I mean, with his assists, the guy was tremendous. Harden had 23 and 13, I think. I mean whew, knocking down threes that that step by that step back shot of his just really really tremendous but i mean you, you they made where is it here they made 21 of 43 3 point attempts. That's almost 49%. But 15 of those were open 3 point shots. Open. I mean open like my garage door was open. You can't do that. I, I I it's not as complicated as it might seem. I I'm I'm not a basketball coach. Oh, I I you never hear me get into all these Xs and Os. But to me this was simple if you're going to have any chance of beating the sixes if the nets are going to have any chance of beating the sixes that that adjustment has to be made immediately and it was there was also too many second chance points you know that's what bothered me cuz this net team you've heard me say it from each week i talk i you know i would talk about them they're a hustling team. They're a bust-their-ass team. You know, they're a never-say-die team. They don't quit. But th- they got out-hustled. That's what bothered me. I don't care if you lose by 40. As long as you're busting your tail, go get the job done. If, if you're out-man, you're out-man. But they they just... I don't know. They, they, when they needed to be, they seemed discombobulated. They, they just... There was... There wasn't the oomph there. Sixers with second chance points. You know, they they just, they got to do better. The Nets have to do better than that. They just have to do better than that. Now, will they do better than that? We're going to find out tonight. Because tonight again in Philly, it is game two. Tonight in Philly, it is game two. But you know what's also going on tonight, folks? Islanders-Hurricanes game one. Islanders-Hurricanes game one. And, and, hey, it's been a long, long time since the Islanders, well, all five teams being in the playoffs, as I mentioned, you know, the the Knicks, Nets, Islanders, Rangers, and Devils. But Rangers-Devils, let me tell you rangers devils if if you're a hockey fan and especially hockey in these parts that's as good as it gets and that 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 ain't no cliche i'm talking about folks i'm talking about realistic you see for those of us who remember and some of you don't or some of you might have been just young Whippersnappers, whatever you want to call yourselves, the Eastern Conference final, the Eastern Conference final of the Devils Rangers in 1994 when the Rangers won their cup and then their long drought. That seven game series to this day. And folks, I've had the good, great pleasure, World Series championships with the Yankees. Super Bowls with the Giants. But I am telling you, that seven-game series for me, Ross Salzburg, Eastern Conference Final, Rangers-Devils, second to no event like it was yesterday. It was, you're talking about not one, not two. First of all, you know what the rivalry is, all right? So you take that rivalry, and then you put it into the games. Not one, not two, but three double overtime games. Three double overtime games. How about that? Devils took the first one, 4-3. Rangers take the second one, 4-zip. Rangers take the third one, game three. Double overtime, 3-2. Devils take game four, 3-1. Devils take game five, 3-1. They're leading. That Then in game six, that was the one when Messier gave his guarantee. Then in game seven, another double overtime game. Not only a double overtime game, but the Rangers were winning, uh, were leading it one nothing with eight seconds left. And Valerie Selipukin, I can remember like yesterday, ties the score with eight seconds left. Then we go to the game winner with Stefan Matteau in double overtime. I, I mean, folks, for those of you, you know, a lot of you don't maybe don't know anything about it, never felt it. But for people like me, I remember when that series was going on. When that series was going on, I was saying it. I was working at Channel 9 on TV and I was at the midday show. It was the sweater and the schmoozer, me and Steve Summers on WFAN. I'm telling you something. That that series was beyond words. I I said it. It was like what our fathers and our uncles used to tell us New York baseball fans going back to the earlier days uh of of the Yankees all those Yankees Dodgers World Series and the rivalries between the rivalry between the Dodgers and the Giants that's what the Devils Rangers was to me that's what that game meant to me that series and and to have that series again Again, it's just tremendous. It's just absolutely, uh, uh, it's the best that could happen for hockey in this area. The best thing that could happen for hockey in this area. So so tonight, as I said, you're going to have the Islanders and Hurricanes in their game one. You're going to have the Nets 76ers in their game two. And then tomorrow night, you're going to have the Knicks Cavs in game two and the Rangers Devils in game one. Oh, baby, fasten your seatbelts. What a week this is going to be. I mean, it. it's just, wow. Wow. And if you're not a hockey fan, I'll take it one step further. If you're not a hockey fan, my suggestion, tune in. In particular, to the Rangers Devils. Because when it comes to intensity and rivalries, especially in Stanley Cup play, because I've said this, I don't care what your team is. There is nothing more intense or more exciting than Stanley Cup playoff hockey. And if you get into overtime, well, that's just, it, that goes beyond words. So th- that's my suggestion to all you nice people out there. If you want a taste of something real special, whew, that is really, really special. All right. I've got to touch on one thing, and it bums me out to have to touch on this, but Giancarlo Stanton is on the injured list again. Since he's a Yankee, he's missed something like 40% of his games. He's a nice guy. He's a nice man. If he's healthy, when he's healthy, wow, he's a force to be reckoned with. but it's hard to reckon with anybody when they're out of action 40% of the time when you need them. It's just, you know, I don't want to, it's not like I'm kicking somebody when they're down or when he's down, but this Stanton thing is a disaster. You know, how do you plan on something when somebody, you, you know, you're paying them all this money, and you hold your breath. I, I mean, forget it from running. I mean, this guy could, could pull a hamstring going in the shower. I'm not saying he's soft. I'm not saying he doesn't care. See, there are people that I believe are soft. You heard me talk about Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons, I believe, is soft. I don't think Mike Giancarlo Stanton is soft. I just think brittle, whatever you want to call it. But this can't go on like this. Yankees are in the business of trying to win a championship. You can't be winning a championship if you're paying guys $30 million a year, whatever the hell it is, and you don't know if you can pencil them in every day or you don't know when I can count on them. Because quite frankly, if, if he doesn't hit a home run and if it's an extra base hit, I got to worry about him pulling a hamstring. It's nuts. So I, I, I really, I feel bad for the Yankees. But you know what? You got them. So you got to figure this out. This is for Brian Cashman and company to figure out. But right now, I mean, it's, it's becoming an ongoing headache. One that doesn't cease to go away doesn't cease to exist. It doesn't go away. And that's something that the Yankees have to do. They got to, I don't know what they're going to do, and I don't know how you plan ahead, but it's hard to plan ahead when you have people that you can't plan on counting on. And that, my friends, is a wrap on today's Get a Load of This. Now I'd like to get a load of you. Let me know your thoughts on today's podcast. As always, you can do it on Twitter at Russ Salzberg. You can do it on Facebook. You can always check out my website at russsalzberg.com. Got to thank the folks here at Believe.com because, as I tell you all the time, Believe is the number one podcast network for professionals. But above all, got to thank you, the people out there, because without you, the people out there, I'd have nobody in here to be talking to, and I'd also have nobody to be talking to if uh, some of you people weren't kind enough to tune in to uh, download the Yes app and tune in to me on my video podcast of Get A Load Of This, which a new one airs each and every Tuesday, so that one will be out tomorrow. So again, if you and your friends, if you haven't had your friends and family download it. Please see that they, too, download the Yes app so they can do what you're doing right now. Get a load of Russ Salzberg here on Get a Load of This. But until next time, it is I, Russ Salzberg, saying to each and every one of you, have yourselves a great week and enjoy the action because we got all five locals in the playoffs. And then don't forget also about the Yankees in the Mets.